Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me on the line is... My name is Jeff from Fully Posable. What's going on, Steve? Hey, buddy. How are you doing out there in California? I am doing well. It's actually been a warm day out here. We're hitting the high 70s, so it's... Nice. It's been, it's been a beautiful day out here. Good. Yeah, it was crappy and rainy here today, but it's okay. It's supposed to be nice tomorrow, so... Cut the grass, pull some weeds, and um, get some outside time. It'll be fun. Nice and nice and rainy. That's my type of weather, man. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, Jeff and I are going to do a watch along. So we, I'll tell you what it is now if you guys want to do it with us. I know that most of the time in podcast, watch alongs very rarely do people watch along with us, um, it'll, which is why we'll try to talk most of the time. We're not just going to sit and watch. Uh, but it's the Raw episode, January 4th, 1999, and the WWE Networks so go to in-ring, Raw replays, 99, January 4th, 99. We'll tell you where to sync it up. We're going to start at seven seconds, um, so get that ready. Get that in your queue for us, and uh, we'll also hit, we'll all hit play at the same time. We'll do that in a second. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, guys, at PPW Podcast, uh, Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all your favorite podcast apps. We are there. If you want to support the show, whatamover.net, you could pick up a T-shirt. However, I know there's a lot of other people that could use your support a little more than we can right now. So support indie wrestler, indie wrestlers, pro wrestling tees, support independent artists like uh, Jason Wolf, um, buy some of his prints, commission something from him, uh, anyone else that can use a couple extra bucks, go support them. And then when we're all back to normal, then you can throw your money at us. We will take that. <laughs> and then Jeff, uh, Jeff, of course, is from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest reigning wrestling figure podcast in existence today. You could follow them at Fully Posable and find them from all of your favorite podcast apps. If you're not a figure collector, that's cool too, because there's also fun nostalgia talks from time to time as well, and also fun bantering between Jeff and his real-life brother, Scott. So check them out at Fully Posable. Yes, and and Scott is actually talking a lot of G.I. Joe lately, and he's getting me concerned. I'm thinking he's going to start a G.I. Joe podcast. (laughs) G.I. Joe cast. So what's funny is I'm caught up on all of your special call-in shows you guys have been doing, uh-huh. but I'm two episodes behind on the regular shows. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, you know, back to back in those uh, on my walks with the dog on my bike rides on my, my car rides with my kids. Every once in a while we go through like the forest preserves. It's a lot of fun to, to listen to podcasts and chill out. And, uh, we're doing a special fun episode. Uh, Eric was back last week. He'll be back again this week. Him and I are going to do a show talking about matches. Do they still hold up? Some of the classic matches like Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania three and Ric Flair versus Steamboat, Chi Town Rumble, stuff like that. We're going to watch them. See, do they hold up to today's standards? Should be a lot of fun. Uh, I also want to thank Ring Skirts, Nate, for coming on. That was a lot of fun and a couple weeks ago to do that. And also keep your eyes out for the Breaker and Bane podcast. I'm a special uh, guest on there coming up the next couple weeks. I actually have to email them the audio file, so I'm going to do that. Uh, but keep keep one out for the Breaker and Bane podcast and support all the favorite, all the podcast buddies out there. We'll shout out at the end. Uh, any other news or anything you want to plug, Jeff, besides Web Maneuver for T-shirts, Pro Wrestling Tees? Anything else fun? Well, I mean, obviously, like you said, if you guys have any extra coin, and we say it on this week's show, if you guys have any extra coin, go support independent wrestlers. Go support artists like Jason Wolf. Go support What a Maneuver. Go support Pro Wrestling Tees. We want you guys, if you have the coin, to go support those guys because they need it more than we do. And yeah. so, please... Go help them out. 
they entertain us by their artwork. They entertain us by their in-ring skills. They give us great products such as t-shirts and whatever it may be over at Wedding Maneuver and Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, also, these little mom and pop shops or little mom and pop restaurants. If you guys are yeah. hanging out at home, get a movie from Redbox and then order from your local mom and pop shop. They need the money too. So if you guys yeah. can go support them. Yeah, for sure. We've got little, we've got a local uh, brewery here, like a craft brewery place that also does food and they've been doing curbside pickup, which is awesome supporting them out. And what's funny is a couple weeks ago I went and they had a special, it was like my Thai special with this like tiki glass. My wife collects glassware. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want that glass. I was like, okay. So I'm like, I wonder how this is going to work. I go to pick up my food and they give me this like, alcoholic Mai Tai in like a plastic like to-go cup and I'm like I got it in my cup holder I'm like I'm not sure if this is legal if I can pull over <laughs> but it, but there's no rules anymore it's, it's all good <laughs> so like you, that's a great call out Jeff support your local uh, places McDonald's uh, Chick-fil-A Burger King Taco Bell they'll all survive this they'll all be okay support your mom and sh- pop shops get get some carry out and have a fancy dinner at home which for someone like me with kids we never go out to dinner because it's a nightmare so <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to do the takeout every once in a while too. You get your little TV tray, watch a movie. It's it's good times. Yep, yep. All right, so we're gonna we're just gonna start this here. So let me know when you're ready, Jeff, and we'll both hit play at the same time. Okay. Um, this is gonna be seven seconds again, January fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Jeff and I are gonna be about seven seconds, and I'm gonna turn my volume down a little bit, but you might hear a little bit in the background. That's okay. So when you're ready, Jeff, we will hit play. Ready? Yep. So when I three. Two, one, play. Okay, so we got the uh, attitude signature coming right here, which is the signature has been a thing in the WWF for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, this looks like the the back the last week HBK super kicks Vince McMahon when he was the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Commissioner Michaels? Oh, I remember his Jack's figure. I I do remember it. It it was memorable, but not was, something that stood out as a. Uh, memorable HBK moment. He was he was I, doing okay as an on-screen personality doing the commissioner role, but it wasn't. It just didn't have that HBK feel to it. He he also like heel switched and like babyface switched back and forth. I remember. I was just excited to see him back on TV. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, you know. And then so right now we got a montage going of all of his his highlights. Him as the champion. Him in the ladder match, of course. Has there been a more overused uh, video clip than Michael jumping off the ladder onto Razor Ramon from the bottom view? Uh, well, you could bring up Austin's blood dripping down his face. But now in PG, that's black and white, which is kind of an... Oh, my, 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 my network's frozen. It's loading. I'm going to uh, be behind you now. Do you want me to pause? Yeah, hit pause for a second. Okay. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> WWE Network. Let's start over here. Unless my wife's streaming something, I have to yell at her too. We're slowing down the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm paused at 126. Okay, cool. I'm at, all right, here we go. I'll let you know in a second. I'm at 120. I don't know why it's doing this. This is just going great. <laughs> That's okay. It is okay. Tell her to turn. Oh, there we go. Tell her to turn off. Tiger okay, King. so you're at, what, what are you at? Uh, one minute, 26 seconds. Okay, so I'm at. It's not showing my calendar, but right. Okay, I'm at one minute twenty. You can hit play. Hit play now. We should be good. So you got the uh, Vince and the Nation walk or the corporate walking down. Mm-hmm. There's Can Shamrock. Okay, cool. Unpopular opinion. Yep. 
didn't like that icy title. Oh, I hated it. It, I, it was terrible. In my personal opinion, I know a lot of people hold nostalgia for that IC title because this is around the time that a lot of people were watching when they were younger. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, those belts are great. The one that Rock is carrying, it's the big circular title that was mm-hmm. uh, obviously January yeah. 4th, 1999. It was a cool title. I liked it. it. It looked like a heavyweight title. But that IC title, ugh, never a right. fan. It felt like the IC was a downgrade, whereas the Attitude Era one was like an upgrade. Correct. Like it was an upgrade from the Winged Eagle. Right, right. So, uh, we got Test in the ring, R.I.P. Oh, Big Boss Man. We got Kane. Oh, there's Pat Patterson. I read Pat Patterson's book, by the way, Accepted. Very, very good book if you're looking for a fun read right now. Oh. I, I should, it was, um, he talks about the Cow Palace, doesn't he? He does. and he Because t- him and his uh, partner lived in San Francisco for a long time. Yes. Yeah, I got I to gotta read that. Especially the, call him back to the Cow Palace and... Mm-hmm. San Francisco days. Yeah, Vince is out right now saying Michael threatened to show up. This, by the way, is the episode where Nitro is running opposed to this. Mm-hmm. And this is the Nitro is doing the Finger Poke of Doom episode on the other channel right now. Yep, exactly. Now, did you guys, were you guys able to watch these simultaneously? Yeah, we had, I mean, why does Kane have a sign on his back? I don't know. It was like it a. Says, it's like they're putting kick me on there or something like that. That's weird. <laughs> yes, we were. So we had we had um, Nitro and Raw at the same time. Okay. So out here on the West Coast, Nitro started at 5 and would end at 8. Mm-hmm. Raw would start at 9 and end at 11. So we were able to watch wrestling like separately. We were okay. Okay. So... We never had those, do I watch this channel? Do I watch that channel? It, we were like, oh, okay, cool. Nitro's on at five. Watch Nitro till eight. And then mm-hmm. we got a little bit of an hour break and then on to Monday Night Raw. There you go. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Like we had to, I remember we would record too. And also what we would do is Nitro would air right after, the replay would air almost immediately after. Yes. So sometimes I would watch Raw and then watch the Nitro replay. Oh, okay. Dang, what time were you going to bed? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many nights my mom would come down from asleep and see me downstairs and being like, she would like, you know, like the mom, like, or the parent yell like through the teeth, like, get to bed, get to bed. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> HBK walking up right now. Naturally. So he's with the, the tag titles that Ken Shamrock's holding as well, man. Oh, those are my, I love those tag titles because they're, they're from the eighties as well. Yeah. Some of my favorite tag titles. The, um, what's the bit? Fandu belts makes a really good replica version of those. It doesn't say WWF on the top, mm-hmm. but other than that, it looks good. Now HBK. No, it's HBK fun. in a vest. <laughs> Yeah, so yep. just so you guys, for if you're watching along, HBK is wearing a uh, red shirt with a, a black vest. He never really got the fashion down, did he? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not at all. Even to this day, he still doesn't have the fashion down. <laughs> now he just wears whatever company's sponsoring him, whatever free stuff they give him he's wearing. Hmm, maybe I should send him a fully posable shirt or a tank top. Hey, there you go. <laughs> 
There you go. We don't have the money to sponsor you, but you can wear this. This is free. <laughs> yeah, here's a free T-shirt. <laughs> oh, man. And there's the DX Pop. Oh, yeah. Okay. X-Pac, Road Dog. Have you ever met Road Dog or Billy Gunn? I know Billy Gunn's always a con. Have you ever met Billy or Road Dog? Road Dog, we met actually outside. Okay, so I've met Road Dog twice, but the last time we met him, we met him outside of our hotel room at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. Okay, when he was like an agent or something? Correct. He was actually, well, he actually wrestled that next two days later because we met him on a Friday night. Two days later, mm-hmm. he was on the card. It was him, Billy Gunn, and, oh man, drawing a blank, was it Kane? Facing the shield? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yep. So we see him walking by, and my brother has no filter. When he sees a celebrity, he's like, "Can we get a picture?" And I was like, "Mark, you know that type of deal." Mm-hmm. So he's walking by with his family. Road Dog sees us. Scott goes, "Can we get a picture?" And he goes, "Yeah, come on in." So his wife looked so annoyed, like, "Uh, he's gonna take another picture." But Road Dog was awesome. He's like, yeah, let's get in for the picture. So we get in for the picture, and Road Dog goes, let me see it. So he, ta- he looks at the picture, and he goes, nah, man, you know what? We got to turn this picture around because there's palm trees behind us. If we get the palm trees, that'll make a better picture. And I look over at his wife and his family, and I go, I am so sorry. We'll be done just in a second. <laughs> she did not even say it's okay or anything. She just gave me this, like, snarl. <laughs> Oh man, she's like wants to go home. Yeah, she wanted to go back to the hotel and just get away from the crowds that have been bugging Road Dog. <laughs> so this is like the first time Michaels has been back with DX since he's been kicked out after WrestleMania 14, right? Yeah, that was a weird kick out, wasn't it? Well, they just basically said you dropped the ball. Yeah, is what they said, and that because he was injured, and that was it. Yeah, but it wasn't like they didn't do anything to kick him out. He was like, Oh, you just dropped the ball, you know, get out of here. Right. You're done. Yeah. It's like, my, yeah. Uh, my post WrestleMania 30 story. So after WrestleMania 30, I don't know if you remember, there was like a big thunderstorm that came through and, uh, my buddy and I are walking out of the Superdome, like back towards our hotel. And my buddy had like kind of a hookup at a hotel chain. So we had like an awesome room right off bourbon street for like super cheap at a holiday inn. And we're walking back and I'm like, I'm telling him, my buddy, I'm like, look, everyone's walking this way towards Bourbon Street. I'm like, this is the way to our hotel. And my friend had a couple of drinks. He was like, no, 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 it's this way. It's this way, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So two things happened on the way back to our hotel. One, we got lost. Two, <laughs> there was one kid, because this was WrestleMania 30, of course, with the Undertaker streak was broken. Right. We're seeing these people like complain about that. This one kid starts going, you know what, WWE? You just took my whole childhood and shit in my mouth. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And then some guy, and some guy who's walking next to him is like, that's right, man. I'm going to shake your hand. Fuck WWE. I'm like, oh my God. So that happened. <laughs> And then we're walking back. We we got, we went off like some off beaten path towards back towards Bourbon Street. So we're like, there's some of these bars that like aren't crowded. Uh-huh. We look in one bar and I see this like old man like looking out there like the window of the bar with a drink. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Pat Patterson drinking by himself. Oh, <laughs> so Pat Patterson was in some bar drinking by himself. Uh-huh. And I wanted to go say hi to him. My friend's like, no, no, no. He looks pissed off. Let's leave him alone. <laughs> he wants to go home too. <laughs> but he was drinking by himself at a bar. The best thing about WrestleMania in New Orleans is everything mm-hmm. is so centralized. 
So you're running into wrestlers left and right. Like, mm-hmm. literally, you'll walk down the street and all of a sudden here comes Big Cass or here comes Car- sure. Carmella and Corey Graves because this actually happened to us. But you see wrestlers yeah. just coming down. You see them, you're like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know, or you shake your hand or you yeah. just turn into my brother and you just turn into a Mark and just start telling Xavier Woods how much your daughter yeah. loves him. And <laughs> anyway. uh-huh. yeah, anyways, that's Scott. <laughs> oh, man, like. There was a few times, so I think at 34 in New Orleans, I was walking and like I bumped into this guy and like his luggage fell over and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I helped him pick it up. I look up, it's Joy Ryan. He's like, oh, no big deal, dude. <laughs> and then uh, and then I was walking, like I, like I was waiting for my friend. He was in the bathroom and like I was like, just kind of hanging out, just drinking a beer on the street. I look across the street and like Baron Corbin, and he's a really tall guy. He's like probably like 6'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. And like I looked at him, I gave him like the, like the cheers. He's like, cheers back, man. Like, we didn't bug him or whatever, like Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ran into uh, Mike and Maria uh, uh-huh. Canellis or Bennett or whatever. And like Maria like is stunning. So like, of course she stands out like a store thumb up amongst all these wrestling fans. Right. And uh, just all these people I ran into is super cool. It, it, that's the great thing about New Orleans is there's, mm-hmm. there's only what, two or three streets. There's Canal Street, which is the mm-hmm. main drag then you got bourbon that stems off of that. You got Royal and you have the French market kind of tucked away in the back corner over by the water. But that's the best yeah. thing about New Orleans is it's so centralized because you don't really want to go off the beaten path. You kind of want to stay in the touristy spots. And that's, sure. that's exactly what we were doing is staying in that touristy spot. And sure enough, man, you're running into wrestlers left and right on Bourbon Street. Even like downtown where like the convention center is and like where WrestleCon is, like the hotel is, is like, it's a little far, but it's walking distance back to the main area. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. By the way, we should notify everyone that is listening what's going on. So yeah. they just talked for about 15 minutes. So picture your typical raw right now, mm-hmm. even including Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. And that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, um, DX, you know, Michael just hit my music DX and, Something happened where Michaels is saying he's back in charge somehow. And uh, now we've got a graphic coming up for the hardcore title mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Road Dog and Al Snow, which I'm sure is going to be a five-star classic. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, I have held that hardcore title when I met Crash Holly. Oh, that's awesome. You got to meet Crash? That's very cool. Uh, well, he's from All Pro Wrestling out here in Hayward, California. And so mm-hmm. I knew him before when he actually had a little stint in ECW. Then he came back to mm-hmm. All Pro Wrestling, and then he got signed by WWE to uh, be Crash Holly. Cool. Yeah. So. so we got Ken Shamrock coming out here. Ken Shamrock's walking to the ring. He's going to do his famous thing on the steps where he punches himself in the head. So that WWE Intercontinental title is the first version of that oval one where the strap is purple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also I, not a fan. No, and it's a dark purple too. It's just oh man. Now, do you which one do you like better? This this oval one or the new one WWE has? The new one. Okay. Are you not a fan? Steve Blackman. I'm not. It's just like it it's just I don't know. I, there was no reason to change it. I, I agree with that, but what they changed it to, it wasn't a in my eyes it wasn't a huge downgrade. Yeah. At least in so my opinion. Steve Blackman versus, versus Ken Shamrock here, which is a good... This is like a pay-per-view match if you think about it. This could be on pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. 
if you think about it, most matches on Raw are pay-per-view matches. <laughs> so I this is also the one famous one where, spoiler alert, this is the episode where Mick Foley beats The Rock for the WWF Championship. And this is the one also, the finger poke of doom, where Tony Schiavone says that'll put some butts in the seats. And everyone flips back over to Raw for the mm-hmm. ratings. And watching this now, so a few weeks ago, I did a watch along just like a, just with buddies hanging out. We watched that Finger Poke of Doom episode. And the first half, most of that Nitro was good. So I can see why most people were watching that over this. I, Plus, this was taped. I could understand that too, because right now we have Steve Blackman versus Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Couple of shooters. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Back to the corner, some uh, chops, Ric Flair style. Yeah. Oh, punch to the head. Oh, yeah. Punch to the head. Look at Tim White. Tim White's such a great referee. I loved him. Yeah, he was cool. I met him a couple. Of, he's always there. Like the he's like a handler for autographs a lot too, isn't he? Yes. So funny story about that one. I was in New York last year for WrestleMania 35. Well, you were there too as well. But um, Tim White was standing over by one of the autographs, and so I walked up and I was all, "Hey, Tim, it's nice to meet you, man." And he goes, "Oh, it's nice to meet you too." Blah blah blah. We start shooting the stuff, and I go, "Hey, by the way, can I get a picture with you?" I go to take a picture with him. By the way, Dan Severn with a neck brace on. Why did he have the neck brace on? Does it matter? (laughs) Touche, touche. So (laughs) I go to take a picture selfie with me and Tim White. And this this other security guy came flying over. He goes, no pictures. Tim White goes, I'm just getting a picture with this guy. He's not taking a picture of the talent up on stage. And he goes, no, no pictures at all. Like, I was all, Tim, is this your uh, handler? And he goes, he started laughing. He goes, I don't know who this guy is, but I guess we can't take a picture for some reason. (laughs) Your handler. (laughs) I mean, I think Dan Severn's shirt is something to talk about. It's like, he's got all of the stripes on it. It's, he's got his belt tucked in up to his belly button too. (laughs) (laughs) Captain high pants over there, huh? Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Uh, Earlier, we didn't mention we were talking about something else, but there was a kid in the crowd with your classic 90s bowl cut. Parked down the middle, shaved in the back, and like the bowl, you know, the skater <laughs> yep. cut. We, we called it the skater cut here. Oh, uh, I think we called it the same too. It was very uh, punk rockish. Yeah, sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> What's more embarrassing to have, a mullet or a skater cut? Oh, mullet. Mullet, man. Those mullets. You, you had a mullet, didn't you? Uh, a little bit? I had a little I, bit. I had a d- different type of mullet it was it was it was different <laughs> different type of mullet <laughs> it was a it, it was it wasn't a mullet <laughs> it was a mole let's leave it at that <laughs> um, a mole a mole oh man this match is terrible i'm tempted to skip it <laughs> go to the next <laughs> checkpoint yeah this match is not good you could tell ken shamrock what is that <laughs> ken shamrock just like lunged under steve blackman what is this you know it's it's creative. I like it. It's some, I loved Ken Shamrock. They screwed him over by turning him heel, I think. He was so hot, and they turned him heel. That whole... And here's Billy Gunn. And Rocker Dropper, and... Rocker Dropper. Look at the... <laughs> what is Billy... I love the choker chain Billy Gunn has, too. Oh, yeah. That was a Billy Gunn special. Look at the crowd, man. The crowd's all hot for it. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you be? It's Billy Gunn. Oh. I love that Twitter handle, uh, Billy Gun Facts. <laughs> I remember it was uh, they did one on New Year's Eve. It was like if you start this Billy Gun match at eleven fifty eight or something, <laughs> it, by midnight, you know, you get to see Billy Gun. It was kind of funny. 
I like Steve Blackman. He was good. I I always enjoyed I, him, man. Yeah. He I liked him with El Snow when with the gimmick where he was too serious. <laughs> yes. His his gimmick was he had no gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's, What magazine is this? The Spirit? South what was that? Southeast Spirit? Ooh. Who knows? WWF Rewind. Nineteen ninety nine. What is the rewind? <laughs> <laughs> The rewind is just what we saw. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to get the sponsors going, right? I guess so. <laughs> Why would you, you? Usually, people are showing like something that happened last week, or on another show, or what it may be. Instead, they show the rewind from just before the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got Billy Gunn and Ken Shamrock going it. You know, I, I what's funny like I'm trying to think because you oh I know what spirit it it's spirit is the uh, uh the airline magazine like Southwest Airlines magazine that's what that's where I remember it from oh is that what it was yes they're on the so they were on the cover of Southwest Airlines magazine the Rock and Vince McMahon which uh, a few seconds ago guys they just showed it mm-hmm. it was like a, a they they're advertising that the Rock and Vince were on the cover of this magazine yep. So far, I haven't seen any cool shirts. I know Billy Gunn's got the "Oh, you didn't know" attitude shirt, but have you ever thought about going back and trying to buy some of these uh, vintage shirts from your your youth? No, <laughs> I think I had most of them. Now I don't know where they're at. <laughs> uh, I I love that Eric a few weeks ago on our show told a story about how he had the Mister Ass shirt, <laughs> and like on the back it said like "All this and a great ass," but he wore it with like a flannel. And like he got bullied because he took the flannel off. And some kids like, "What do you think you're got a great ass?" <laughs> <laughs> I did have the uh, got head one. Did and, you? Of course you did. And I wore. Did it your to, parents approve? I was nine, nineteen, eighteen, nineteen at that time. So okay. they didn't really have a a say. But I wore it to Disneyland one time, and <laughs> Disneyland used to have a very strict policy on clothing that would be allowed in the parks. Well, I wore the shirt, and somebody said, hey, you're going to have to turn that inside out. And I said, oh, okay, I'll just head to the bathroom now. And he's like, okay, yeah, you got to turn that inside out. I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> Never heard another peep out of anyone regarding the shirt. But it had, did that, didn't it have the uh, mannequin on it? By the way, we got Mankind cutting a promo. Yes. So, so far we've had promo, match, promo. Uh, What was on the back? I think the mannequin head was on the back, wasn't it? I don't know. I had the shirt. I should know. I'm pretty sure, it was, I'm pretty sure it said God had it was on the front. I could be. I do know that there was, um, what's the worst one? It was, co- it said cocked and locked and the back said ready to unload. Yes. The Velvina shirt. <laughs> yes. And also the gold dust. My friend had it. It was F-U, Forever Unchanged. We had a shirt that said F-U on it. Yes, I remember that one. I think Scott had that one, too. Look at all this. You're a little older than uh, older yeah. than me, so did did your school, or your school wouldn't have, but my school banned South Park shirts. Uh, oh, so your school actually had that, huh? The banning of yeah. South Park shirts? Because we heard about they it. They banned a couple things. They banned South Park shirts, and they banned chain wallets, which was a bummer for me with my Stone Cold chain wallet. Now, they did have, at our school, after we left, we heard that they banned chain wallets. 
but we didn't hear anything about South Park shirts at our old school because we still had some friends that were like a grade below us. Mm-hmm. And they did say chain wallets were were banned. By the way, look at all this. Did you have a chain wallet? No, no. <laughs> I had a. Do you have one now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I refuse to answer that, Steve. <laughs> Look at all the signs in the crowd, man. I miss that. I know. Unless you were sitting behind it. Unless you were sitting behind them. It was awesome seeing all those I signs. Didn't, I didn't go to any Attitude Era um, Raws or pay-per-views. I did go to house shows, so I never really got to experience all the signs being there live. Ah. So one of our friends, <laughs> he's not the most PC person. So he took a sign to a Monday Night Raw in San Jose. And the sign that he took in, and he's sitting right on the rail, right where they're coming down the ramp. Mm-hmm. The sign says, "JR's face sucks." Oh God, dude! I, I'm glad I wasn't sitting near him because I think Doctor Death, who came out with JR, was ready to kill him. And I was like, "Ah, you deserve it, dude. <laughs> you really do." <laughs> but JR, or sorry, Doctor Death saw it, and he kind of turned. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to go say something to him and JR just kind of pulled him and started, kept walking down the ramp. And I was like, eh, you deserve it, Ed. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> if you had gotten your ass beat. <laughs> so this, this promo mankind's cut right now, he's in a few with the rock and they are kind of building towards the rumble. I quit match, but before then it's, um, like this, all this stuff happens, and like, I don't have like clear memories of this stuff. I just have like uh, these like checkpoints. Like I remember the Rumble '99 match, I remember their halftime heat match, and I remember obviously this night when Mankind wins the title. Mm-hmm. But it just I don't remember like how it all started, how like their feud started. I didn't know the Mankind was feuding with the corporation. Oh, I know how. It's because remember at Survivor Series '99. Vince was using Mankind as like a pawn. Yes. And then eventually the rock turned and turned to corporate rock. That makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. But still, that's only a couple months ago. Okay, so now I'm caught up. I'm caught up now. (laughs) (laughs) And this time you're not talking about the uh, network freezing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's funny as I'm texting my wife. I'm like, are you streaming something upstairs? She goes, yes. I'm like, okay, so I'm streaming the network. I got a Skype call with you. I'm, you're streaming Amazon Prime upstairs. We both got Wi-Fi on our phones. We got to like, we give Comcast internet a break here. <laughs> you got to tell her to stop watching Tiger King, dude. I swear. <laughs> oh, I already watched it. Don't worry. My uh, my friend Troy, he lives in Oklahoma. He's a UPS driver. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, man, I drove. He's like, I drove packages to that guy. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yep. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. See, it's funny mm-hmm. you mentioned certain points that you remember about the Attitude Era. That's kind of what I was because there was so much chaos mm-hmm. go- going on re- regarding the, uh, the Attitude Era. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Scott and I, if you sat us down, we can name every single heavyweight champion from Iron Sheik because Hogan beat him. So Iron Sheik, well, we could go back to Backlund too. Let's, mm-hmm. let's start a backlink. Up until yep, I, can do- I would say about 97, 98, same with Intercontinental, same with Tag. We can still do that. But when you hit the Attitude Era, belts were changing constantly. It, you had the most sure. random guys. I'll give you an example. Right. Like 
at this time, we're watching this January 4th, 1999 show, Big Boss Man mm-hmm. and Ken Shamrock are tag champions. So it's kind of like... Oh, a, my God. It, it, it's a weird pairing. It's like we kind of lose it after that. Let's uh, While this promo is going on with Vince and Mankind and all that, let's... Uh, Let's do that. Let's go back. I'll name a champion, then you the next one. So I'll start. It's Bob Backlund. Then after Backlund, it's... Shiki, baby. And then Hogan. Yep. And now it gets a little tricky here, because after Hogan, Hogan holds it until... 1988, when the uh, Hebner twin situation happens. So Andre beats him, but his shoulder's mm-hmm. up. But then he hands it over to Million Dollar Man, which creates the tournament and, at WrestleMania Four, in which... Right. So Macho Man wins. WrestleMania 4. Macho drops it to Hogan. And then Hogan drops it to Warrior at 6. Warrior drops it to Slaughter. At Rumble. And then Slaughter drops it to Hogan in WrestleMania 7. Then Hogan holds it it till uh, Tuesday in Texas with the whole Undertaker situation. You skipped one. So Taker beat him at Tuesday at Survivor Series 91. that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that first run. It's okay. It's okay. Hogan (laughs) wins it back at Tuesday in Texas. Both controversial finishes. Correct. So it's vacated. So then Then, uh, after it's vacated. Then it goes to Ric Flair, Rumble 92. Yep, and then Flair drops it to Macho Man at WrestleMania 8. Macho drops it back to Flair. And then Flair drops it to Bret Hart. Bret drops it to Yoko. And then Yoko Yoko drops it to Hogan. Yep, there you go. I almost skipped it. And then Hogan drops it to back to Yoko at King of the Ring. Ooh, what was that? King of 93. the Ring 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then Yoko holds it until WrestleMania 10, drops it to Brett. Brett then drops it to Bob Backlund. Yep. We start with Backlund. And then Backlund <laughs> drops it to Diesel. Diesel drops it back to Brett at Survivor Series 95. Yep. Great match, by the way. It uh, is. Underrated match. Brett drops it to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. Mm-hmm. Then Shawn drops it to Sid at uh, Survivor Series 96. Yep, and then this is where it gets a little goofy, but not really. So Sid drops it back to Michaels at Royal Rumble 97. Yep, and then, oh, was it Sean's knee? He loses his smile here. Was that the smile? Yes. Okay. But it was his knee. It was a knee injury, but he, it was a lost your smile. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. So where are you? I, I'm make sure we're at the same point now on Rob. So where, are we on backstage? Are you backstage now? On oh, Raw, where are you at? I'm I'm looking at the uh, World Wrestling Federation, the music album. Okay, so Mark Henry just came out for me, so I'm a little behind, so I'll catch up to you. Oh, okay. So so we're at Sexual Chocolate versus Gold Dust. <laughs> Barn burner right here. <laughs> for sure. But anyway, go ahead. So we were at, so Michael's, lo- Michael's lost his smile. Then at, there was like a fatal four-way with Brett, Vader, Taker, and Austin. Yes, that sounds right. It might have been. I thought it was supposed to be Sid, but Sid might have left the company or something. So Brett won that, the final four. Brett won it in your house. Correct. But then, actually, no, Sid was there because he dropped it, or Brett dropped it to Sid. Wasn't it like the following night? Yes, on Raw. Yeah. Next night. Yeah. And then Sid dropped it to The Undertaker, WrestleMania 13. Yep. Then. 
And then Taker dropped it back to bread at SummerSlam 97. And then there was the screw job at Survivor Series 97. Michaels drops it back to Austin. And then this is where it gets a little goofy. Yeah, so Austin keeps it until he loses it to Kane in King of the Ring 98. Yes. First blood match. Yes. And then Kane, didn't he drop it the next night too? To uh, back, yes, back to he Austin? dropped it back to Austin. And then, and, see, this is where we always hit the stall point. And then I want to say right. Austin, didn't he lose it to like Kane and Undertaker or something like that? Yeah, it was something like they double counted them out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we're lost. We're lost. We got it to 99. Give us a break. Now I'm lost. <laughs> By the way, I want to point out that Teddy Long is back officiating for this match of Mark Henry and Goldust. He? Yeah. I mean, what a, what a great match to come back to. <laughs> Goldust still wrestling, though. I rewatched recently that uh, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes match from Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just as great as I remember it. Oh, it was fantastic. It was like... This is what wrestling should be. Like the emotion of that match and yep. the post-match stuff. It was just like, oh, man, this is great. Yep. Um, but what's funny is I'm watching a lot of old school NWA. I've mentioned this on the show is I'm going through each Saturday episode and mm-hmm. wa- watching. And then now I've hit a point where there is no more Saturday shows for NWA or slash WCW. So I'm catching up on Clash of Champions and the pay-per-views. But mm-hmm. what's funny is Teddy Long was refing a lot of those uh, TBS Superstation shows. Well, he was um, the manager of Doom, he, wasn't he? He was, but before he was the manager of the Doom, before he was manager of Doom, he was the manager of the Skyscrapers, which was Sid, okay. a- Sid and um, uh, Dan Spivey. Okay. So he was the manager of them. I don't remember that. Yeah, I just remember him as Doom's manager. I don't remember him as the skyscrapers. So when Doom first started, they were wearing these masks, and their manager was Woman. And then Woman basically got ousted, and Teddy Long took over, and then they unmasked. <laughs> Teddy, I mean, again, so it's weird because... My WCW watching days pretty much started in like 92, mm-hmm. maybe 91. When Did Jake go there in 90? No, Jake went there in 92. Yeah. So pretty much when Jake Roberts went there was when my WCW day started. And it's an interesting time. I like looking back at WCW when Bischoff took over before Hogan came in. It's a really interesting time because you can tell they're making changes but they still kind of have the old guard of wrestlers there. It's really interesting. Yeah. By the way, who who is the uh, person dressed in drag with China? I don't remember. I don't remember. Like, that was a thing. Like, I I, I went to ask you that earlier when they had them both backstage. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that either because, like you said and like I just said too, you remember spots of the Attitude Era? Like, when somebody mentions something, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like WrestleMania 2000 or WrestleMania 15 or whatever it may be. You kind of remember spots. You're like, okay. But, like, going back to a certain Raw, unless it was memorable, like what we're watching, well, not right now, but what happens later on in the show, you don't really mm-hmm. remember each 
episode. Like there's it's so much chaos was going on. <laughs> it was good and bad. Like it was fun because it was like fire, fire, like something happened. I think the next match is like coming up is like the Godfather. And like I love the Godfather, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love hearing the stories on Bruce Pritchard's show, like they would like volunteer, like, I'll go to the strip club to get the Oscorts for tonight. And it's just like <laughs> it, it it's just everything was rapid fire, but you do remember the big moments for sure. Yeah, and this, yeah, yeah. Like I can't wait till we get to the main event of this show where we get Mankind and the Rock just just for that like excitement for it. It was just crazy. Yeah. The, a little I, bit of a bummer that JR didn't get to call it, but it's okay. Cole did a good job. JR was recovering at this time, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. He uh, came back at WrestleMania 15, like for the main event. Yeah. JR called the main event, but he was still recovering, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, I met JR a couple times. Mm-hmm. One time I met him, he was definitely sauced, not on barbecue. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the other time he was very cordial and nice. So Was he, like, when you say sauced, like, what do you mean? Like, was he blitzed? He was pretty drunk, like, to the point where I could smell the booze on his breath. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he wasn't, like, slurring his words, but he was in a good mood. But I'm like, I walked up, I'm like, oh. I almost said something like, oh, so you're still up from last night? Or <laughs> <laughs> Now, have you ever seen any wrestlers in Chicago or around Chicago? Um... I don't think so. Like, just like, you mean like as a meet and greet or just like out in the streets? Out in the streets. Um, I don't think so. I'm sure I have, but no, no, I think about it. No, not really. I mean, it's Chicago is a really big city because there's like, there's neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, like, like CM Punk lives in Wicker Park mm-hmm. and when I lived in Chicago, I lived in Bridgeport. And even though they're only a few miles apart, like I would never go to Wicker Park. So like I wouldn't have any reason to see him like or whatever. So like it's weird because how big the city is. And like everyone kind of stays, stays in their area. Okay. So even when wrestlers are out here doing a show, I never see him Mm -hmm. anywhere. Like I don't see him. Let me take that back. I did see Alex Riley at, at the local 24 hour fitness. <laughs> um, I was hoping you were going to say Alex, Wright. <laughs> Trust me. I would have preferred to see Alex, Wright. But <laughs> Das wonder kid. <laughs> what, are, what is this? Where are you at? You'll see in about three, two. Jeez. Oh, is that Midian? I, th- my standard answer is going to be, I don't know. <laughs> this episode Because it's like, we keep saying it's like, Attitude and everything just flowed together. Like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> or I don't remember. But what's funny is, like, I was obs- I was watching, like, obsessively at this time. You would think I would remember. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I remember is, like, 90 through 92. Like, I, and like, I would say 90 through, like, even 94. Right. Like, I could remember, like, the back of my hand. Oh, by the way, I think after Austin lost his match against Kane and Undertaker, where they were like dual champions, didn't they hold the belt up and then it went to Rock at Survivor Series? Uh, Survivor Series 99? 98. No. Oh, what? Yes. No. Yeah, you're right. It would. It would. Because we just talked about it. It leads into this because they do the uh, the tournament for the title. You're right. Oh, so we just named every the, champion up until... Oh. Right before the show, yeah. Yeah, look, Go at, look at us. Yeah. I feel accomplished. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's skip to the Godfather and test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, the stuff that takes up our brains, man. I swear. All right. Uh, the Godfather. That's, that's where I'm at right now is the Godfather versus test. R.I.P. test. <sighs> I, I, it's not I, as bad watching the Attitude Era shows for people that are no longer with us, but like some of those 90 shows, you're like, oh, man, so many people are no longer here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, I see that all the time watching these WCWs. I bet. Val Venus. Eh. Interesting character, even today. <laughs> Val Venus. Uh, what's funny is you're just like, is he supposed to be a good guy as a porn star? I guess we're supposed to like him, and it's very confusing. Val Venus, uh, I remember his vignettes being like, are they going to show porn on TV? <laughs> and then uh, who, who's the other guy that, not the other guy, the, uh, the the girl that he was with in the vignettes. What's her name? Jenna Jameson? Oh, geez, I think I lost you. Oh, oh okay, yeah, because I kept mine recording. Good, we're good. Yeah, we Jeff and I had some technical problems there. We're good now. Te- today's day my crappy internet. Yeah, in today's day and age, we still have technical All right, problems. Let, let's sync up. So let's skip. So let's go to the match marker of Triple H versus Mankind. Okay, so. Which is 41-32. So we're skipping around a bit, just like we would when we were children. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like a commercial of like, it looks like a, I don't know what that thing is, <laughs> 41-32. Okay. Uh, are you on it right now? I'm going to hit play right now. And I'm at the match marker 4132. Okay, so I have a pan sh- I have a shot of the crowd. Yep. I've got like a I don't know what this is. Like a commercial thing. Either way, we're good. We're at the match marker. We're good. Okay. Tony Chimmel. I f- forgot that he was there at this time. I know, it's crazy. Like, he was there for that long? I know. That's what I was thinking. I didn't realize how long Kyoto had been there until he got released. I'd forgotten that he was there in the 90s. Well, if you look back at those old uh, like WrestleMania pay-per-views, Kyoto's there with a mullet. He's been there forever. Mm-hmm. And what? who else? was? Who else, I guess the other senior ref now is what? Charles Robinson is Charles, probably the most senior ref. Yep, Charles Robinson. Uh, I forgot who it was, but somebody on um, Twitter maybe someone from like Fightful was like I hear that Charles Robinson is actually an employee which is why he might have been let go whereas so he could have given like a a furlough or whatever you want to call it so he still gets benefits and they can hire him back later because right now if they're not doing live events like pretty much everyone WWE released which sucks but they're all guys that only were on live events right right which is a bummer when people lose their jobs, but you know, it sucks. But when yeah. you do right, the indies are going to be yeah. thriving whenever that we ever get shows back. Oh, dude, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when they do, when they finally fire up any sporting event. It's going to be off the charts. <laughs> well, the UFC's doing their first uh, show May 9th in Florida without without a crowd. They're doing a pay per view show crowd, on May yeah. 9th. Yeah. Yep. Seems like every live show is going over to Florida now. We talked about this before we start recording. There's no rule in Florida. 
I mean, so we got- it sucks that Mini got canceled in Tampa this year, but I'm not in a hurry for them to go back to Florida for a Mania. <laughs> I know, me either, man. I was not a fan of Orlando, but... I, I went for 24, but didn't go for 33. So was it just like a pain in the ass to get around for 33 in Orlando? Very much so. Very much so. Everything was so spread out. Now, you could say the same thing for 31 out here in San Francisco. Everything was so spread out because the Hall of Fame access, all that stuff was taking place in San Jose. The actual WrestleMania show was in Santa Clara. So that's about a 25-minute drive, 30-minute, eh, about 25-minute drive without traffic. Maybe, you know, cause, but you're always going to hit traffic out here. Unless there's from a the bay to, from like From the Bay to like Santa Clara is 25 minutes or so? Yeah, from San Jose to Santa Clara, it's about, yeah, maybe it's did about you, 15, 20 minutes. I never even asked you about this. So when that was there, did you guys even get a hotel or did you just drive back and forth every day? Just drove back and forth. Right. Which was cool. I got a hell of figure signed, but <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That was, before Re- that was before WrestleCon got a little crazy, I think. Correct. I think Correct. like 30, 31 was like the last year before WrestleCon got insane. Yes. 32 in Dallas was pretty nuts. Was it? Okay. I didn't go in Dallas. I know in New Orleans, 34 was just like bananas. Yeah. Um. By the way, I, I'm digging Triple H's uh, tights here. I like that red and yellow going on. Do you like the long tights Triple H or the short tight Triple H better? How do you like um, your Triple H? <laughs> Medium rare? No. Uh, the, the biker shorts <laughs> that he no. wore when he tore his quad. When he tore his... Oh, my... Dude, I've had, a, I've had a groin injury, man. And how he kept wrestling through that? Jesus. Good Lord. Wow. You're just like, nope, wrap it up. Show's over. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> but, I, uh, you know, that's a tough question, man, because this look right here of Triple H is pretty yeah. cool. But so many memorable things with Triple H in the trunks. Uh, I I don't know, man. That's a tough question. <laughs> Isn't it so weird, though, with, like, wrestling attire? Like, so think about it. Like, Cody wore the trunks and he was kind of like mid card guy long mm-hmm. tights now he's a superstar triple h complete opposite yeah it, weird things to think about as wrestling fans that i think about <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm sure that's not the strangest thing any wrestling fan has ever thought about <laughs> well that's an old well uh, oh come on fast count who is this danny davis well <laughs> Oh, Shane, Shane O'Mac and Shane McMahon, who was a referee on this time too, yep. or not this time, but he was a ref. Like if you watch back old episodes, he's a ref. Yeah, that is true. He used to do a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff for his dad. Well, if you watch sometimes those old like Coliseum videos or whatever, or WrestleManias when like they'd have all the officials from out back trying to stop him from coming out, mm-hmm. he would be somebody. He would be one of the guys like stopping him out, like trying to stop people from coming out. Yeah. I always like seeing when agents come out from the back. I'm like, okay, who is it? Oh, Jamie Noble. There's Jamie Noble. Cool. Oh, there's Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> I've always done, I've always dug that. Yeah. It, it's funner now, like, we know who these guys are because, like, oh, we used to watch you guys wrestle. <laughs> Billy Kidman. 
or uh, what one of the fun things I've been doing with this NWA, you know, just going through the Saturday shows is seeing who a lot of the job guys were. Mm-hmm. So I saw a Ray trailer before he became big Bubba Rogers and was accompanying the midnight express and Jim Cornette down. Um, I just saw on the July 1st, 1989 show, I saw Mike awesome. So nice. it's it's kind of fun seeing these job guys and then them. I saw you tweet that. That's right. I saw you tweet that out. Yep. He was wearing Hogan's gear. He was wearing the red and yellow. I was watching old Hall of Fame inductions uh, the other day and mm-hmm. I was watching uh, Macho Man at WrestleMania 31 in, in uh, San Jose. Mm-hmm. And Hogan talked about how he said he switched to the yellow canary trunks because – um, Angelo Poffo wore the yellow trunks and he always stood out. So he's mm-hmm. like, I switched to the yellow trunks because of that. I'm like, well, that's a crazy story. I mean, it's Hogan, so who knows if it's true or not, but that's a crazy story. Because yeah. he did wear the white and the light blue, so. Mm-hmm. I always dug that look, too. When he would wear the light blue or the uh, the white trunks. I always thought that was cool. Speak. I asked Nate this, uh, Rain Skirts on our show. So obviously Mattel's coming out with that Hollywood Hogan. I don't see any way they're going to top the Storm Collectibles one. Like, I don't see it. I mean, I don't know. You know what? I won't put anything past Mattel. Mattel is hitting on all levels right now. They're, I mean, they're just crushing it. Like, even figures where you're just like, oh, it's a Natty Nightheart figure. If you go look at that Natty Nightheart Elite 74, that thing is mm-hmm. fantastic. Like, the face you're scan, right. the true FX you're face right. scan on it. My God, but... Mattel is just clicking on all cylinders right now, so I'm I would not be shocked at all if they beat the storm or if they top the storm I guess, ones. I I guess I'm looking at the American made Mattel and the American made Storm Collectibles and how much better the Storm Collectibles one was. That's all I'm looking at. Oh, okay. Um, because I have the American made Mattel and I have the Storm Collectibles and just like it's night and day how much better the Storm Collectibles one is. Now, what is it about the Storm Collectibles that you like better than the American-made Hogan that was put out? I, one, the tan. Like, the tan is perfect. Yep. The face scan, because I think the Mattel one, he looks kind of goofy. Like, he's got like kind of a goofy face. Um, I don't know. I just I just think it's... it. Uh, I like the cloth, except the cloth um, accessory, the, the shirt's cloth, mm-hmm. whereas Mattel's plastic. Mm-hmm. And... I just, I don't know. I mean, the articulation, the knee pads, all that stuff, I think just better. I agree with you. I think so as well. But I'm not going to put anything past Mattel. Or, yeah, I'm not going to put anything past Mattel because that Hulkster figure came out in 20, don't quote me on this, 2014? And that was like an exclusive, wasn't it? Like a ringside exclusive, I think. It was. So, six years of technology, six more years, true FX. Yeah. I'm not gonna put anything. You know, I, I, I to me, I think the storms are the best Hogan's out there, hands sure, down. Currently, yeah, currently. Because yeah. because also with the storm collectibles, the body fits Hogan. It's a mm-hmm. it's a bulkier body, and yeah. Hogan in the '80s had that bulky body. Now when he went over to WCW and in about '96. 97 when he was part of the NWO, he kind of trimmed down a little bit. He wasn't as big. Well, he was off the roids. Allegedly, Steve. Allegedly, that is not not allegedly. I mean, if, go back and listen to the read the, read the trial notes of that uh, of oh. Vince's trial, the trial of his life. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> One of my favorite podcasts, the Laps Fan, they recently did a, a, a huge, like a 10-part episode about Vincent, the steroid trial. Uh-huh. And like, if you're into like court documents and stuff, like it is right up your alley. If you're, if you're bored by that stuff, don't listen to it. But like, they read the testimonies from the wrestlers and stuff. It's just, and like they even got, somehow they got in contact with someone who, a local news report did a thing about how there were fans waiting outside the courtroom to get like autographs from like Rick Rude and like Hulk Hogan and stuff. <laughs> and like one of the kids was like on the air, they got in touch with him somehow and like had him on the show. He's like, oh yeah, he's like, we'd wait every day. And like, I remember Vince would always be cool to everyone, talk to the fans. I'm like, how did you get in touch with this random person that was on a newscast? <laughs> so if you're looking for the Labs fans and um, like the research done for that was incredible. Again, if you're into court stuff, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I mean, it's it's fascinating, the questions that were asked. I've got to go back and listen to that. It's fascinating, especially like the one doc, Dr. Zahorian is like the one that kind of got rolled over on. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was one like, like giving all the drugs to everybody. It's just like, oh my God. And like, it's crazy how Vince was targeted for like steroids, but like mm-hmm. there's so much more serious stuff going on at this time. Like this is near like, not the middle, but like, sort of the AIDS the AIDS pandemic's going on and like the pre, like the the uh the presidential election just happened where Bill Clinton just got inaugurated but like for some reason they're like no we're taking out Vince McMahon. <laughs> By the way, we should probably so, we should probably tell everyone yeah. that it's Edge versus D'Lo Brown right now. And You're looking D- at the real deal now. <laughs> but if you noticed when Edge came down, he had a bodyguard accompanying him. Yeah, that was that bodyguard with the guy with the backwards leather Kango hat was like always there in the Attitude Era. He was like yeah. a character almost. Um, his name was, uh, was it Jim Dodson? I don't know. Oh, uh, but unfortunately he's passed, he's passed away. And That's a bummer. I know, man. And you know, what's funny is I remember someone texting me. They said, Hey, uh, bodyguard dude for WWF passed away back in the, uh, uh when he was there in the nineties and stuff like that. And I was like, Jim Dodson? They're like, yeah, he just passed away. And that like ruined my night. And it was funny because Man. he never spoke. He just... But he, he was always there. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to say his name is Jim Dodson. I, I want to say, but anyways, I, I remember seeing him always at ringside. And I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. You know, like way to ruin my night. Thanks. <laughs> Have you ever gotten to meet D'Lo Brown? No, I haven't had a chance to. He was. Do you have been, his figure with the, the with the chest protector? Yes, I do. He was at WrestleCon in New Orleans. I WrestleMania know. thirty four. He was there, and I didn't get his auto, and I wish I would have. He's from Chicago. <laughs> that chest protector was so ridiculous, but it was so fat. Mm-hmm. It was it was so great. See, that's what I loved. I loved little yeah. stuff like that in wrestling. A chest protector. It adds more uh, devastation when you get hit by it. Same thing with the yeah. uh, shin guard with uh, Greg Valentine. When he would do the figure four, there was something about the shin mm-hmm. guard that a baseball player would wear uh, down around his ankle that added more oomph to the figure four. <laughs> this is when Edge didn't... I just talked about this too, where he didn't really know what his character was he's like do i just i'm just a mysterious guy like what's what am i right <laughs> how was it didn't he just get there like maybe 
five months before. Yeah, yeah, pretty simple, pretty soon to hear. Yeah, always dug those baby blue tights that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. He um he did some high flying moves. You know, he's jumping over the top rope and and all that stuff. But this was around when Gangrel was going after him, I believe. I believe. Because I just saw a sign in the crowd that said bloodbath. So I'm assuming this is during the bloodbath time. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but this, this I, I dug the brood. This isn't a bad match. No, it's it's good. I mean, two good workers. Got Jimmy Corderas as the referee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're at, but uh, yeah, they're moving along pretty quick. <laughs> it's a deal. Yeah. Somebody was it Pollyanna that made the pin with Delo's arms out, and it came with a bobble, like a spring. Uh huh. Fantastic. I I never got into the pins. I just I made a decision for myself responsibly, saying you're not going to do this. Smart move. By the way, here comes Terry Runnels and Jacqueline. Oh. Terry was one girl, like, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, she's so hot. But looking back, I was like, why do I have a big crush on this mom? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because it was Terry Runnels. I mean, it's Alexandria York back in WCW days. I'll never forget when China debuted and, like, ragdolled the crap out of her. Oh, God, dude. You thought she was holding, like, a mannequin. Like, if you go back and... Ooh. Right. Oh, nice shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. Like I thought it was a. I thought like they replaced her with a doll. Yeah, because if you go back and you watch uh, Naked Gun, now you're probably thinking, where is he going with this Naked Gun analogy? <laughs> but if you go back and you watch Naked Gun, and they take uh, Priscilla Presley, her character, and he's walking up the steps at uh, towards the end of the movie in the baseball stadium. And he starts ragdolling her, and it's a mannequin that he's ragdolling. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of a lot of movies lately, and like uh-huh. I'm like ones that I haven't seen in a while, ones like I've never seen but I've meant to. And I'm like, all right, do these hold up? Do these not? And uh, so far, there's been some pretty good ones. I watched Uncle Buck last night. Ooh, good Cla- movie. It's still it's funnier than I remembered. Um, watched Adventures in Babysitting. Also, still holds up fantastic, even though it was in the '80s. And then my, I don't know if you ever saw this. My mom always watched this movie when we were kids. Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched that. Still pretty funny. More of a family movie. Um, but I've been going back and watching some movies, which has been fun to do. Have you watched Jackass yet? I watched whatever one's on Prime. Uh, I think that's three. I think, yeah, it's Jackass 3. <laughs> 3D or 3D or whatever. Yeah. Oh, all those all those movies are great. <laughs> My one of my favorite jackass pranks was the first movie when Johnny Knoxville was dressed up as the old man and he kept shoplifting, <laughs> yeah. and then the guy as the guy was kicking him out, he was still stealing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one was it where uh, Preston did the sweat chug? Oh my god, I, fr- I think that might have been three because I it- washed it. I had to like turn it off. <laughs> So they had this uh, obese gentleman. His name was Preston. By the way, they're going uh-huh. back to they're going back to a replay. Terry falls off the steps. Nice shot right there of the camera from the cameraman before Kevin uh-huh. Dunst before Kevin Dunn started doing shaky cam. Where he? Oh my god! Let's not talk about that. Let's uh-huh. talk about the before time before the shaky cam time. Oh, dude! I watch shows wrestling shows where there is no shaky cam, and I, it just makes you appreciate it. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh. 
so in Jack <laughs> Jackass, Preston has this gauze on and this like cellophane wrapped around him, and then they mm-hmm. empty it. And he does a cardio workout for what, like forty minutes? Yeah, I remember at the end he was like dying. <laughs> yeah, and then they rinsed out, or they kind of strangled out the uh, gauze into a cup, and Steve-O drank it. <laughs> oh God, it was so bad, but it was so hilarious. Steve was a guy that if you were to guess who would have cleaned themselves up, he would have not been at the top of the list of that crew, but he did. <laughs> Original. What do we got here? Oh, I think Shane's Kane, right? Oh no. Kane's coming out. Shane O'Mac is coming yeah. back out. He selling the arm. Good job. I mean, I'm at least there's consistency in this show. <laughs> this show has been all over the all over the place though. Like you've got your main storyline, which is you know, the rock and or I'm sorry, mankind and also Shawn Michaels. Never mind, this show is not consistent at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is all over the place, dude. I love the Stooges though. Patterson and Briscoe. Yeah. They added, Did you uh, they, did you meet Patterson and Briscoe at the first Starcast? No, I didn't. They were like uh surprise like day of guests. Did you meet them? No, I said I I'm not not officially. Like I was by their table and I said hi to both of them. Um but I'm pretty sure Conrad didn't announce them because they would have been pulled cuz he was like a day of guest. I was so excited to meet Briscoe at WrestleCon this past year, but mm-hmm. we all know what happened, but I was going to get his elite figure signed. I was like, yes, I can't wait to get this signed. And then boom. What's Shane O'Mac saying? What's he, what's he doing? It's been like promo match, promo match. <laughs> well, this is classic Vince Russo time where there was a rumor that he said that, uh, Oh, Shane's announcing that Kane versus the Stooges. Uh, but there was a rumor that Vince Russo wanted to do a show with no matches, a Raw with zero wrestling matches, which I could see him wanting. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a Russo guy or are you a Cornette guy? I think they're both hilarious. I think Cornette has, I trust Cornette's versions of the truth more than Russo's. So... I kind of see both their sides with what they want to do, but Cornette is so gung ho. He's playing a character. You think so? He's well, so. He's, I mean, on his podcast, he has to. You think, right? I don't know, man. Like he is so to the book. Like this is the way wrestling should be. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell his love for the business. Where, yeah. where you could tell where Russo was like, it's, it's a show, it's a story, you know, or it's a, it's chaos. It's a Jerry Springer type show. Like he said on B- dark side of the ring. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, we've got Kane beating up the Stooges, Pat Patterson offering him money, which is going to happen. Um, have you ever met Jim Cornette? No, no, I haven't. I want to get, I would want to get his FTC figure signed though. I met him at a Ring of Honor show when he was booking there and he wasn't charging. He was just saying, hey, what's up? And I didn't have anything for him to sign. But on the way to the show, someone outside was handing out, it was basically a million dollar bill. 
And you, after you looked at it, you read about it. It was basically saying, accept Jesus in your life. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. Everyone's going to hell, blah, blah, blah. So I go, hey, Jim, I'm like, will you sign this for me? He goes, what the hell is this? I go, well, it says everyone's going to hell. He's like, I'll be damn sure. I'll, I'll be happy to sign my name to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I take that back. You're, we met him at a Ring of Honor show, too, down in cool. Arizona, WrestleMania 26 weekend. Yep. Yes, that's right. My brother and I, well, Scott and I got a picture with him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, I forgot about that. I forgot that he was part of the Ring of Honor thing. If I'm not mistaken, him and Kevin Steen didn't get along. No, they did not. He wanted, uh, he did an angle, or I've heard them both talk about this, like Jim Cornette had a plan where they wrote him off TV and they said, all right, Steen, go get in shape. And he didn't mm-hmm. get in shape because <laughs> when he was going to come back, he was like this new character, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kevin Owens, Steen's done pretty well for himself. So, Yeah, he's made a couple dollars in the wrestling business. Uh, there's a, uh, I've got a DVD set from PWG of Kevin Steen matches mm-hmm. and like watching some of those, like there's a ladder match between him and El Generico where I'm like, you guys were murdering each other. How did this get, how was this like, how are you guys both alive? That was the one where Generico pulled down the vent, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, I was, I was like watching the, that one when this pandemic first hit. Those like, those dragon suplexes on the ladder. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> My one friend was a huge Kane fan. My friend Pat loved mm-hmm. Kane. I was always kind of indifferent on him. I agree. Are we, he was just like to me, just like a guy. Are we back to Midian? Is that Midian? <laughs> We're back to Midian. It always comes back to Midian. <laughs> Who's an oh APA? I love the APA. I did too. Oh, speaking of Val Snow. By the way, when Jeff says, is that Midian? It's literally just a shot of a guy in like a dungeon, maybe like hanging up by his arms with like a a chain. And it's not the APA, by the way, coming. It's the Acolytes before the APA. Oh, good. We just missed it here too. the uh, Titan Trent said Godhead, the famous (laughs) shirt that made Jeff turn a shirt inside out of Disney World. I did not. I did not go to the bathroom to turn it inside out. <laughs> Al Snow covered in the brood's blood. <laughs> Disneyland police said I had to. I did not do it. Man. <laughs> I did love Al Snow. I loved him in ECW. This character right here, mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh. He's a, a super intense guy. Mm-hmm. Very. Uh, my, friend, my friend Dan, Daniel Spencer... They do a show, the Ringside Podcast. He's actually a referee for OVW Wrestling, and OVW Al Snow runs owns now, and it's kind of cool because he uh, part they're partnered with Impact. So like when Impact's on TV, I see my friend on TV as a ref, and uh, he's done interviews with Al Snow before, and like Al Snow's super intense. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's also got himself into, har- he's gotten himself into a great shape too. I'm sure it's all natural too. <laughs> what are you implying, Steve? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Oh, no. we're, right. we're just talking about this hardcore match between Al Snow and the Road Dog. <laughs> Did he hit him with that chair? Road Dog's Road Dog always wore the DX merch shirts. He's got a down wear down there T-shirt on, <laughs> pointing to his crotch. 
<laughs> crazy is it that eighth graders, freshmen, sophomores in high school were telling their teachers to suck it. <laughs> oh. It was a thing. It was a thing. Now, did you ever do it? Oh, yeah. You told your teachers? I remember. No, but oh, it was okay. like a thing in the halls. Yes, yes. I remember there was one time, this is in seventh grade, and so 96, 97, uh, DX had just formed, and Michaels had just started doing the crotch chop, but it wasn't a crop or chop. It wasn't the X chop. It was like pointing to his crotch. And uh, we were debating, was he saying suck it or F it? <laughs> we were t- pretty loudly at our table. My teacher comes up to us and goes, are you guys seriously saying this right now in my classroom? I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. He's like, I didn't want to like call the principal. Just be quiet. <laughs> Look at we Roger. just had unprotected, unprotected chair shots to the head. <laughs> Look at Look at Road Dog. He's already blown up. Oh, I know. <laughs> in his uh, his sweatpants with his Iron On logo. <laughs> One of my buddies was a huge Road Dog fan, like absolutely adored Road Dog. I'm sure Road Dog'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm protected a cookie sheet to the head. Al Snow laughing. The, did did you guys ever do backyard wrestling? Uh, no, Scott and I used to wrestle downstairs in our parents' mm-hmm. uh, kind of living room area. But mm-hmm. as far as backyard wrestling, we never did. There was no, uh, there was no one that ever had like a ring or anything like that. Plus, out in here in this part of California, not many people have large backyards. <laughs> so we we did it without a ring. We did it in the winter, and it was in the snow, so it was a lot softer when you landed and took your bumps. And I bring it up because you talked about the unprotected cookie sheet. So we figured out real quick that you could whack each other as hard as you could with those cookie sheets and they don't hurt mm-hmm. because they're so thin. Mm-hmm. And in all the stupid stuff we did in our backyard wrestling fed, we got hurt twice. Once was when we were doing a ladder match where the belt was on the top of a tree and we were climbing the ladder and it was a, like it was a, a triple threat. So I was climbing the ladder my two friends were wrestling, quote unquote wrestling, and they one of the guys tripped, and I was as I was reading for the belt, so he knocked the ladder out from under me. So I legit grabbed the belt and like flat back bumped under the snow from like nine feet in the air. Uh-huh. So I knocked the wind out of my, myself pretty well. The other time was, do you know at Christmas time they have those uh, popcorn tins like the caramel chalk shutter and like regular popcorn like the tins yeah 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 you know i'm talking about okay so the lid of one of those tins is what we used to whack each other with because it made a good sound but didn't hurt but one time my friend was 10 feet away from me i threw it at him like a frisbee hit him right in the bridge of the nose <laughs> he started bleeding and like i couldn't hit him again if i tried but that was the other time and he got hurt a frisbee uh popcorn tin to the nose sorry eric was it, not co-host eric different eric was his uh nose like busted wide open no no he just had a cut in the bridge of his nose but like that wasn't bad but he's like it hurts so bad because like I don't know if you've ever been punched in the nose or even like whacked your head into something. Like your eyes tear up and you're just like, oh my God, this is the worst. Yep, yep. By the way, Al Snow and Road Dog are now in the back. They were on the outside over by like the sound crew, but now they're in the back. Right, like where the ramp stage area, yeah. 
Yeah, this is a great watch along, guys. <laughs> it's still fun, though. Not really sure. This, like, this Raw, for being as memorable as it is, nothing's really happened of note until the main event. I think we might have lost Jeff again. We're going to call him back. Yep, we lost Jeff. We're going to call him back, though. It's okay. The connections are going crazy. It's all good, though. I'll call him right back. Hopefully we're not trying to call each other at the same time. Oh, we'll, let him, we'll let Jeff call back, but this episode of Raw, I don't know what's going on with the internet tonight, but this, like I said, this episode of Raw, nothing's really been happening that's been intense. Oh, I think it's like trying to connect. Let's try calling Jeff again here. If it doesn't work, that might be the end of this watch along. <laughs> oh, there we go. Come on. Let's call Jeff up here. There you there are. There we go. Yeah, we're good. I kept recording. We're all good. Okay, cool. I was I was talking a little bit too about how this raw happened and like there was nothing of note except for the main event. Yeah, but this match has gone off the rails. Like this was one of those true true hardcore matches. Like Well, what's they... funny is yeah, this El Snow Road Dog match when it came up on the the match marker, I'm like this is going to be like a quick match, but no, it's still going. Yeah, and they're beating the crap out of each other. By the way, was Al Snow's shirt red because of the brood, right? Yeah, because of Gangrel. Yeah, they were doing the bloodbaths. That's Remember right. Remember, we saw a sign in the crowd earlier. Oh, it's snowing. Where are they? Uh, somewhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good they... question. I'm gonna look that up right now. So <laughs> this was the raw episode. Gen raw. Was it January fourth? January fourth. They Love. are they are beating the living bejesus out of each other. I do kind of remember this now that I think about it, like this the snow. Yeah. Here we go. What she was in Chicago. No, I would have remembered. I would have tried to go. It was <laughs> in Worcester, Massachusetts. Ah, it was taped. Yeah, it was on January fourth, but it was taped the week before. Ah, uh, good old Worcester. Because you remember they did, they did the every other week tapings. Yes, yes. Which is it sounds like what's what they're, what they're going to do now. Have you, have you been watching the empty arena stuff? Really? Yes. Uh, Raw or SmackDown? Yes, I have. I haven't. I haven't. I guess it's just too weird to me. So I am so starved for some type of sports or sports entertainment that yeah. watching these, it's like you get used to the no crowd. Like when yeah. eventually we do go back to having a crowd, it's gonna be weird to me. <laughs> but it's been it, it it I've gotten so used to it with no crowd that it yeah. doesn't even bother me anymore. Like it does take away a little bit. <laughs> the referee didn't even want. It, there's a broken pallet right there, and he has to make the three count. He's like, screw this. I I always love that when like the, the hardcore matches, like the ref, there'd be like uh like thumbtacks, like oh, I gotta count through this crap. <laughs> Like so many of Mick Foley's matches where refs had to count and they're slamming their hand down on the tacks. Mm-hmm. 
Ugh, I hit, ugh. Just give me a coal miner's glove, and I'll just make the count that way. <laughs> the worst possible matches, those coal miner gloves matches. <laughs> Give me one of those. Give me one of those gloves if you're gonna be doing a thumbtack match. If I'm a referee, Cole Myers glove. <laughs> I uh, I think it was Bane and I rewatched, or maybe Eric and I did the uh, Halloween Havoc Sting versus Jake the Snake, where it was a spin the wheel, make the deal. Uh huh. And like the glove was basically a a glove with like scotch tape around it. <laughs> Cl- classic old school WCW. It's pretty funny. Um. You know James Frank, right? Yes. So James it, it always films for PWG. He's never missed a show in, I want to say, like seven or eight years. He's the, always the mm-hmm. main cameraman. So I guess before a show one time, I guess Chris Hero had an elbow pad full of thumbtacks on them. Oh, my God. James' wife was the one gluing them on. <laughs> oh, God. She's like, she's like, yeah, this is what I do right now. And I just sit here and glue on thumbtacks. <laughs> My uh, WrestleMania 22 in Chicago, when Foley and Edge had that crazy match, where Foley went through the ta- flaming table and there was thumbtacks and all that. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, his dad's company set up the LED board for Mania 22, like that giant screen that was all LED lights. Mm-hmm. And like he was telling me, and my friend's not a wrestling fan. This is a while ago. He was telling me the story. And he goes, yeah, we were there the whole show to make sure everything worked. We were watching. He's like, we didn't really watch the show. We were literally behind it, so we were watching to make sure all the lights were on the entire time. And after he's like, and I remember looking over after that match. He goes, that whatever. I told him his name was Mick Foley. He's like, he was just sitting there, and there was just thumbtacks in his arms. He's having conversations with people. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh man, oh screw that. Did Sean- so now match? Yeah, I'm at Shawn Michaels getting kicked out of the arena or whatever. Or locked out of the arena. Okay, so I'm a bit ahead of you. So are you at where is Michaels? Is he going to the door? Uh I'm ahead of you. Okay. Did you see him get attacked? Uh so I saw where he got to right. the door, he turns around. There's actually mm-hmm. they're showing the uh the replay of it. Yeah, I'm there now because he was face down in the, <laughs> the- Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Wrestling without contact. This is a funny picture. Michael's face down in the snow on a car, like on a car hood. Windshield. All, all bloodied up, yeah. <laughs> After he got kicked out. Do we ever figure out who uh, attacked Michael's? Do we ever, do we ever figure that out? Yeah, you you should be coming up to it in the replay. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. The corporation, the corporation. That's right, that's right. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought that was like a mystery. Yeah. This is the uh, moments ago they show the thing where boss man and test and all them beat the hell out of michaels poor yep. guy just trying to make a living <laughs> yeah a living as a commissioner oh, i just love like the his the idea of him of, of a perfor of a grown man's face being smashed through a car windshield and him being conscious is ridiculous <laughs> only in wrestling man only in wrestling i will say though the the, the heavy snowfall Adds a little bit to this, this scene out here of Michael's being put in a gurney and all that stuff. Oh, 100% it does. It it, it adds to the element. Oh, is that Jim Dodson in the back with the WWF scratch? Your boy, bit? Jim Dodson. <laughs> oh, and the neck brace. That is great AMR work. <laughs> are you trained? In, are you trained as a, as a uh, <laughs> what are they called? EMT? 
We're yep, finally Jim. almost up to our, our main event here. Mm-hmm. And Sean is going to be stretchered away. Naturally. <laughs> Where so many wrestlers have He's going gone. to a, a local medical facility, not the hospital. Uh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> They've been saying that, though. I've been watching old stuff. They've been saying that forever. Well, it's one of Vince's words. That's what you have to say is medical facility. Unless he changes his mind. Yeah, exactly. And what is it? Championships have to be called uh, titles, titles and not belts, which I'm okay with. Like, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, it sounds more prestigious if it's a championship. The bloody snow does add something to it. Mm hmm. (laughs) So far, that's like the highlight of this episode for me is the bloody snow. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't Mark Henry and Gold Dust. No, that was number two. (laughs) (laughs) Number three is going to be this main event. You are right. That was number two. (laughs) Oh, you with your potty humor. What? Bringing some fully posable potty humor onto our show. I was was just agreeing with you. Hey, WrestleNet.com on one of those signs in the back. (laughs) You got any uh, fun plans for fully posable you want to spoil coming up? Or are you going to wait and see? Um... Nothing yet. I do have cool. some stuff that I'm trying that I'm trying to work on. Um, yeah, it's it, it's difficult trying to get stuff off the ground, and mm-hmm. also frustrating when you can't get anywhere. But right, we're working at it. So hopefully that'll be coming up here in the near future. Isn't it crazy that you guys started a few weeks ago like a nostalgia segment on a Mattel line? I dude. 10 years, 10, insane. 10 years that they've had this, this, uh, contract. Did it, you, uh-huh. what did, I never, I never even asked you this when they first switched, were you pissed? Like Jack's lost the license. You're like, I'm not doing this anymore. Or were you kind of like, let's give Mattel a shot. No, I was all in it, We've never been one of those people to give up on wrestling figures. It was mm-hmm. like when LJN went to Hasbro, we were just like, Oh, okay. Well we got to collect these little, four inch guys now and then when hasbro went to jacks it was like oh crap well it looks like we're collecting these bone crutchers but we're gonna do it because it's wrestling you know same thing with wcw yeah so we've got the main event of rock versus mankind what's your favorite rock figure and mankind figure ever oh okay favorite mankind is the jacks classic ljn style okay okay I dig that one. I think that one is fantastic. I love the pose they have him in. They have Socko on his hand. Love that. Now Rock. There are 80 million Rock figures. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if you have an answer, co- come back to me. I okay. want to think that one over. So my, I, I, so my favorite Rock is going to be the Attitude Collection one Mattel did where he wears the $500 shirt. And comes with the uh, sunglasses. <laughs> yes. I, he doesn't have the sideburns, but if you look here, they're not, he doesn't have like the super big sideburns here. So I'll allow it, but I just, I love the cloth shirt. I think it's awesome. And I love the, uh, because like as a regular figure, the rocks just, for the most part, he's just tight, except for this area where he got his, his uh, pecs operated on. So he didn't have boobs um, where he had to wear the Adidas warm up suit. But that was my favorite one is that uh, $500 shirt attitude collection one, which was a, a line everybody slept on because you couldn't get it in stores. Correct. Wait, he had his pecs worked on? 
Yeah, so this is why you never heard this story. So this area where Rock is wearing basically the Adidas warm-up suit, uh-huh. he got surgery on his pecs because he had man boobs, and there's nothing he can do about it. So he got them redu- reduced. And that's think- why he's wearing the uh, the shirt here. Oh, Steve, I think I need to go get that same surgery. <laughs> <laughs> You can. By the way, we're main event time. WWF Championship, The Rock versus Mankind. The Rock's got the corporation in his quarter. Mankind has DX in his quarter to make sure everything's all on the up and up. And one of the Hebner twins is the referee. We're not sure which one. No. You got your Rock figure yet for your favorite one, or are you still thinking about it? Yeah. Let me come back to me. That's tough, man. Okay. So my favorite Mankind is probably... The Mattel one that came with the title and Sokka. Was that a SummerSlam set? I think. Yes, I think that. Okay, so. The one where you were. Yeah, I've, go ahead. I've given up on trying to remember what Elite Series or. Yeah, yeah. It, because when you collect wrestling figures for 36 years and then you try to remember each series of like just the Mattel Elites, you're, you, mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, I think that was around 34, 35 Elite, whatever figure you're talking about. Yeah. So I can't remember for the life of me of which series, what figure was in. I can re- like the Attitude Era. I could tell you certain ones for sure. Like the Bray Wyatt was elite. Oh crap! Now I can't even remember. Is either thirty four or thirty five? <laughs> or the Road Warriors? You're supposed to be the, the expert. Ah, oh, dude, I, you do this for thirty six years. You you lose a lot of train right. of thought. <laughs> yeah. Um. <sighs> rock figure man that's tough i am excited for the ultimate edition that they're coming out with what about the deluxe classic rock that was a good one. Oh, the deluxe classic was good now you oh wait what's rock saying look at this fat piece of trash <laughs> he is you know he is a fat piece of trash <laughs> um you get me with the deluxe classics i loved the jack's deluxe classics those mm-hmm. were some of my favorite figures. I love the Jax Classics, but those Deluxe Classics just have that special place in my heart, man. I love those figures. Those are the first ones to feel fancy. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, these are like, ooh, Deluxe <laughs> Classic. Ooh, they're Deluxe. <laughs> By the way, uh, Test is in the outside. I just realized Test is holding the Rocks Championship belt. It's the only time, the closest he would ever come to WWF Gold. <laughs> well, he, he was... Intercontinental champion. Uh, let's say world heavyweight gold. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're, yeah, you're correct about that. <laughs> also, I just saw Michael Coles in a Canadian tuxedo, jean t shirt, or jean long sleeve shirt, jeans he's wearing. <laughs> also, Mankind is wearing an Al Snow Job Squad shirt under his uh, button up shirt. Pin me, pay me. Wrestling for sale probably has that on his site now for $195 or best <laughs> offer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is rocking it? Nope. I thought he was gonna grab the camera. I, that, loved, I loved that. that I did great. too. I would love when he would grab the camera and start filming. Jericho does that now, but when Rock yeah. would do it, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh the Rock and the Rock is this the match where he goes bells will be ringing and he hits the Rock Mankind with the bell. I think this is it. Is that that? I, I know he does it, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I have a uh, an uh, order coming from Hogan's Beach Shop where they kind of hooked me up because the autograph session got canceled. And they were like, you know, you can have a refund or you can do something else. So they're 
get an autographed ring bell by Hulk Hogan's coming with a Are few other s- items. Oh, so I'm nice. pretty pumped about that. Yeah. It's not ring used or anything, but I've wanted a ring bell for a long time on my wall just to have. Uh huh. But I'm pretty pumped to get that. I'm looking forward to it. It's just, it just shipped, so it's it's on its way. I'm looking forward to it. I love the random stuff that you have in your in your podcast slash yeah. wrestling yeah, room. Yeah, I have a lot of junk. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's organized, so I'm proud of myself. <laughs> that's that's I, one thing I can't do, man. Like figures is to. one figures is one thing, but trying to go back and collect random stuff like if it was at like a wrestlemania 3 or something or like if i can buy a mm-hmm. ring cart i'd buy a ring cart <laughs> but, oh yeah well like you got to make rules for yourself and i think nate and i talked about it in our show we're like mm-hmm. our, as collectors we're crazy people and <laughs> we make up we change rules all the time too so there's no real point in making rules but uh like for me i've got to have some type of connection to it or it's got to be significantly cool like like for example like i have a copy of the wrestling album the vinyl mm-hmm. i have no real connection to that but i think it's cool because i had jesse ventura sign it and he's <laughs> front and center on the cover of that so it looks it looks really cool framed on my wall so <laughs> look at the crowd man i miss these crowds the crowd everyone's on their feet yeah everyone's on their feet and if you go back and you watch a lot of wcw crowds they were that mm-hmm. same way, man. No, the WCW crowds were hot. I mean, they were they were part of the show. They were throwing trash in the ring. Well, it wasn't only that. Like even when they weren't throwing trash in the ring, man, the crowds were just insane for WCW. And it's so fun watching those shows. Uh, I still remember one where Luger put somebody up in the torture rack, and they show it. They show him getting the guy up into the torture rack. They do a shot of the guy's face in the torture rack while Luger is bouncing up and down. But then mm-hmm. they cut back to the hard cam. When they cut back to the hard cam and you look out in the crowd, a buddy or somebody put his buddy up in the torture rack and was doing it along with Luger. <laughs> That's amazing. Try to find that. Dude, tweet if, it out. I want to watch that. Well, Try I'm to wa- find that. I'm going to go back and start going through nitros and pay-per-views to, just to find that because I'm watching a ton of WCW right now. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get to go to a nitro? Yes. We went to one in Sacramento. We did. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I never got to go to nitro, but my friend went and he told me it was cool because like, in between like commercials, like the Nitro Girls will come out and like hype everybody up. Yes. yes Whereas I, like Raws, it's just to turn the lights off. Yeah, I was a big fan <laughs> of Fire. <laughs> fire issue. I thought like the actual flame or the Nitro Girl fire. <laughs> no, the Nitro Girl fire. She was the redhead. Okay. She was she was uh, okay. quite attractive. Quite attractive. Okay. <laughs> but this is what I love is like the crowds at this time. The they were just so hot. So this match has, I would argue, the biggest pop of all time coming up when Austin's music hits. Um, I would it's close to it. I would differ, and that that's just because of being in Orlando when the Hardys came out. Okay, but being there, sure. But I don't know, man. I've rewatched that, and but like the the crowd here was like jumping on top of each other. <laughs> yes look at them that's where the glass just broke (laughs) yeah man like i've rewatched this so many times and that glass breaks and like 
people are losing their damn minds because one, Austin's the bet. Look at the mm. look at the star power in this with Austin Rock and Mankind. Mm-hmm. Everyone always talks about it like most generations you have one guy. This yep. time you had two. Yep. Well, and if you want to kind of fast forward a little bit, you had Triple H. Triple H became a big yep. star. Yep. Austin Rock, but, Mankind. I, yeah. Yeah, you had these big stars going on. Oh, man. This is, the crowd's still going nuts. Austin, you know, is... Malfoy's the champion now. I Do you remember watching this live by chance? Do you have memories of watching it live? Oh, yeah. Just when Mike I won the title? Yeah. Sure, sure do. And I, it was funny, too, because as I had mentioned, Nitro was from five to eight. So when uh, Shivani made that comment, oh... You know, that'll put butts in seats. You know, the infamous comment that Shivani made. I was like, oh, okay, well, thanks for spoiling that. There's a title change tonight, but I'll catch that tonight on Raw. So it had no ramifications. I just knew that there was a title change coming up on Monday Night Raw. Yep. Yeah, the Rad Chad tweeted me, and we kind of hope we just don't disappoint. He said, I hope Raw wins the poll. I want to hear your reactions to The Pop. So he knows what I'm talking about with The Pop when Austin came out. Oh, The the Pop was insane. That that Pop, Triple H's Pop, any of when the... When he road, came back from his quad. <laughs> yep, from his quad at the Madison Square Garden. Uh, any Road Warrior Pop in the 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. you according, know, to, according to Animal, anyway. <laughs> dude, th- that Pop was no joke. That pop was no joke. We're going off the air here with Vince saying, not him, not him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the funny thing is when Shivani makes that comment, I've gone back and read that 600,000 people tuned over to this. And at the same time, they're, the finger poke a doom, which was funny because Mankind said he went back and watched the replay of the finger well, poke no. a doom. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was said he was watching... Because this was taped, and he said that him and his kids were watching the show on Raw because this was taped the week before, this, the Tuesday before. That's right. That's right. And, and he, he said that, like, oh, like, they ruined my, like, moment or whatever. Yeah, but then the fact that 600,000 people left Nitro to tune into Raw for this, that kind of made it up. And then also the uh, he said the finger poke of doom was going on at the same time. And yeah. he was like, oh, this is, even Mankind said, he was like, ah, oh, this is trash. <laughs> well, like, I guess I rewatched that show where Goldberg is, like, being investigated for, like, harassing Miss Elizabeth throughout the episode. That's, like, the arcing story throughout the show. Yes. I yes. I love pissed off old school attitude Vince with his face. Like, no, oh, no, you ruined it. <laughs> And Mankind circles the ring. Yep. I just, that belt, when it first came out, that Attitude Era belt, I was just like disappointed because I loved the Winged Eagle so much, but I've since grown to like love that Attitude Era belt. It feels like a, a real champion. Or like a big champion, I'd say. I lost Jeff again because our Connection keeps cutting out, so we'll hang up on that and have him call back. But this episode of Raw was fun to watch because, one, the pretty historic moment happened here. Um, Mankind obviously wins the championship. And 
it was a moment when the tide kind of switched for Raw to Nitro, or from Nitro to Raw, where the ratings pretty much went. Not, I don't know if it was from then on, but they kind of took over from here. And actually, now that I think about it, what was the one where they took over? It was when Austin McMahon wrestled for the first time. They had a big confrontation and Dude Love came out. But either way, great, great episode of Raw. It was fun to watch, even though we didn't really do too much talking for the watch along. It was still fun to watch. So let's try calling Jeff back one more time here. If he doesn't, we'll just wrap up. Let's just try calling him one more time. There we go. Hello? Back? Welcome welcome back, Steve. We're back. I was still talking. We're good. I don't know. My <laughs> internet's going goofy today. Or it's, I think we'll blame it on everyone being online at the same time in the entire world. But I was still talking. The show just ended. And how crazy. There wasn't a, we didn't, there wasn't a crazy turning point necessarily, as I was just saying. Mm-hmm. But it was a pretty significant moment. When you look back at like benchmarks for epic moments during the Monday Night Wars, this is definitely one of them. Yeah, and actually, didn't Raw pull away in the Monday Night Wars by this time? Yeah, they did. And I was just I like I was just talking, I misquoted myself where I thought this is when they took over, but they didn't. They took over the episode where the main event was Austin McMahon, where then Dude Love came back. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Well, we can wrap up now before our connection cuts out again. So <laughs> Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us with the technical difficulties and fun. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it as much as the watch along wasn't necessarily a watch along, but we did have fun wrestling stories. And I feel like a lot of times you don't get to share your wrestling fandom as much because you're so focused on the figures on fully plausible. So it's fun to have you come on and chit chat a bit. Oh, thank you. Actually, you know, what's funny is the video or the wrestle or the, uh, Monday Night Raw was an hour 34 minutes and 57 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even feel like we were talking for an hour 34. It felt like we were just talking for like 25 minutes. And we were chatting beforehand too. We're just, I hope, I hope everyone had fun listening. And uh, a few weeks ago, uh, someone tweeted out, I think it was Jeff Souza about, um, he was like, because he's an essential worker and he's in a union. He was like, you know, it's kind of weird right now, but having you know he tagged me and he tagged you guys in a few other podcasts he goes it helps get through the day and feel a little bit more normal so that's kind of why i want to keep pushing with shows and i'm glad you guys are doing extra bonus shows and and everybody else as i know eric and barry are doing the favor are doing more fun stuff and dropping more merch and and breaker and banner always doing fun shows so it's i'm glad we're able to provide a little fun for everybody yeah exactly and that's what we're trying to do is just add more to your guys's day for you guys to if you guys are going out of the walk because you're going stir crazy inside the house you know pop in your earbuds yep. put grab your ipod touch and go for a walk <laughs> I, no, ipod shuffle i <laughs> make sure you plug it into the computer to download the episode you know but, <laughs> but th- we're trying to give you guys more content for when you guys are out on a bike ride or just walking around or walking the dog or whatever you guys are doing if mm-hmm. you're working around the house and you can't watch TV, pop on a podcast, pop on PPW, pop on Breaker and Bane, pop on ours, whatever it may be. We're just trying to provide more p- content for you guys, for those projects, for walking around the house and everything. Yeah, and they're fun to do for us too. I'm sure you got you have fun to just you know mess around for an hour and avoid TV or whatever. And 
Uh, I know you and Scott put a lot of work into your show every week, and it's not just by the seat of your pants like some of these bonus shows are doing are. So um, make sure you guys are following Jeff and Scott at Fully Posable for the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. We are at PPW Podcast. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get. If you have a podcast app, we'll feed into you just like you will uh, for the Fully Posable Show. And later this week, Eric and I will be back with another official show, which will be episode officially 98. Ooh. So we're creeping up on 100. We've done more than 100 episodes, but I'm talking official numbered episodes. We're creeping up on 100. So Ooh. Uh, looking forward to that. I'll be. We'll do something fun. I'm sure we'll do a giveaway. I've realized I have a lot of doubles and stuff lately, so we'll start doing some giveaways for everybody. It'll be fun as we get to the magic number of 100. I can't wait for that, man. Good stuff. So, Jeff, thanks for coming on. Anytime, Steve. Anytime. All right. We'll see everyone next week. (laughs) 